Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. I'm coming to you from the Sunray Peace Village in Vermont. So nice. I'm sitting outside. Oh, I love to be able to sit outside and and do my work. <laughs> I'm grateful. God is good. So before we dive into everything, let us dive first with a prayer. So I place my hand on my heart. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for divine love and the recognition of God's perfection in my heart, in my mind, in my awareness. So grateful to open ourselves to the fullness of our own perfection, our own holiness. We are grateful and thankful to see the love, the light in each and every being on this earth. We are willing to walk in the love of God to live as the light of God. So we join together for this holy purpose of healing, of remembering, of recognizing our true nature and our true identity is already free. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. Yes, how wonderful. So good. And our topic this week is God in the world. So someone wrote to me and asked me, it's a very common question about God in this world. How does God operate in this world? Is God in this world? It's something that we've talked about many times in the Living a Course in Miracles classes. So, by the way, if you're interested in those, uh, they're free, uh, a lot of them. We do have some that are paid classes because we have affiliate agreements with those folks. But um, the, uh, the, uh, the majority, I think, are free at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And uh, I can think of a number of different Course in Miracles teachers that I've had this conversation with about uh, the world and God in this world. And the, the basic thing is that people talk about, well, God doesn't know anything about this world. Well, the facts are that this world is a projection. It's an illusion. And our interpretation of what we think we see is what we experience as the world, but it doesn't mean that it's actually (laughs) what's going on in the world. As we all know, we can have an experience of something in the world that's very different from what's actually going on. So we can have an experience like uh, I tell the story sometimes of One time uh, I had a date planned with someone that I knew and we were going to have a first date and it was uh, like Friday night. We were going to go out to dinner and um, so Friday came. I didn't hear anything from this man and I thought, well, this is strange. We're getting closer and closer to the evening. No word from him. The evening comes, nothing, and I, it, it didn't seem like how he would ever operate. He was standing me up, but I took it very personally, and I basically went to the place of the heck with him. I'm never making another date with him. Uh, forget about him and attack thoughts about him. And... I was really angry that he stood me up, and then 
the next afternoon or morning, I can't remember now, but uh, he called me and said, I am so sorry I stood you up. What happened was I, I went to the hospital in an emergency and I didn't have a lot of juice in my phone and I didn't have a charger and I was overnight in the hospital. They just released me. I charged up my phone and you're my first call. I'm just so, so sorry I stood you up. So I I recalibrated and I was like, oh, I just knew something horrible must be happening or something that would prevent you from calling me because I know you're not the type of man who would stand me up. Anyway, I totally lied about that. And uh, But you see, my interpretation that he was doing something to me, that I was the victim, and that he was wrong and bad, it's exactly Lesson 135 that we think that we're defending ourselves because we're being attacked. But actually, we are the attackers looking for an excuse to attack. That's what it is. So if I defend myself, I am attacked. I'm, if I'm defending myself, meaning in this situation, I was definitely defending myself. I was the victim. He stood me up. He was wrong. He was bad. I was good. I was right. And so I was defending myself by attacking him. But the, if you drill down, and this is what A Course in Miracles is all about and why I love it so much, if you drill down below the surface thoughts, that we think are the world, if you drill down, you will see that I was insecure. I was attacking myself, which was the cause of my insecurity. And rather than deal with my own self-attack thoughts that were this insecurity, I projected it all onto him. He was bad and wrong. Because I couldn't deal with my own self-attack thoughts, I made it about him. I had nothing to do with him. He did not disrespect me at all. He was caught in a jam. But the interpretation I made of it was that he was attacking me. He was disrespecting me. But the truth of it was I was attacking myself and disrespecting myself and projecting it onto him my insecurities. But if that happened to me now, and a man I had a date with, a first date with, stood me up, I'd be like, oh, all right, must be I'm meant to do something else. Maybe this is a sign. Maybe it's not. We'll just, we'll find out. I don't need to interpret it. I don't need to make any meaning of it. So I've learned that. And I'm not attacking myself anymore, so I don't need any excuses or reasons to attack or defend myself. Don't need them anymore. So grateful for that. Not that I never become, uh, that I never feel vulnerable or trying to think now. Anyway, not that I never experience that pattern coming up anymore, because I still do here and there, but it's not like it was. So that's a really good thing. And so our experience of this world of projection is, it's almost completely our interpretation of it. Uh, what I notice is the more I work the lessons of A Course in Miracles and work with the Holy Spirit and drain the swamp of my ego attachments, uh, re releasing the attachments, releasing the judgments, which of course are attachments, releasing all of that, then I feel safe wherever I go. I feel protected and supported and loved wherever I go. And I have a totally different experience. So everywhere I go, people are projecting stuff. People are in their own patterns that they're healing, sometimes actively healing, sometimes passively healing. And I can look at it all 
with amazement, with appreciation, with compassion. Uh, much of the time, I wish I could say 100%. I aspire to 100%, a little closer every week, every day, every moment. So God doesn't know anything about this world is... The, the, the thing we have to look at is we are the life of God. Our hands, we could say, are the hands of God in this world. Our mind, it's definitely the mind of God. And I, I like to say our heart is the heart of God. Our life is the life of God in this world. So we are the ones who have used the ego thought system, projecting our mind, in the mind of God, into or through this ego thought system, projected out into our human experience. Notice that when people who are very awakened, Buddha, Jesus, Krishna, all kinds of people who are awakened or awakening beings, you see more of the beauty and less of the ugliness. It's, it's just not real. It's most of what people think is really awful, bad, wrong, or ugly is actually, it's their incorrect view of it. It's their interpretation of it that brings that feeling. So, our mind is the mind of God, and we're experiencing this in the mind, right? So Course in Miracles tells us that our real life is not here in the world. And so that's why the things that happen in this world, as they say about Las Vegas, what happens in the world stays in the world. So our interpretations, our thinking about it, this is what we're working through lifetime after lifetime in, in the form of our beliefs, our interpretations that we bring with us into the next lifetime for healing. So my goal in accepting the atonement for myself, which is recognizing, realizing, affirming, declaring that there is no separation, there's only the unity. My goal in this life is to completely realize there's no separation, never was, never will be. Not on an intellectual level, but with every fiber of my being. And so in the full realization of no separation, then there's zero judgment of what is occurring in this world. We can see what's happening in this world as it truly is. It's expressions of love, it's cries for love, and everything, 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 everything is moving in a progressive manner. So we are moving towards everyone accepting the atonement for themselves. There's no regression in the mind of God. That's not happening. And that's that's one of the things that Jesus tells us. We're all going to get there in the end. That's a lock. It's a guarantee. And we can use the teachings of A Course in Miracles to help us get to harmony and peace and prosperity and joy and wholeness and freedom and wisdom and clarity and experiencing the fullness of all the spiritual qualities of God Faster or slower, depending on our choice, on our desire. It's up to us. We, we are the deciders. So what, uh, one of the things that A Course in Miracles is about is encouraging us not to go it alone, to go with the Holy Spirit as our liberator, and to hold the hand of our Master Pastor Jesus, master teacher, our elder brother. So we've got the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us. We've got Jesus walking with us. And also, Course in Miracles, Jesus tells us to call God's name and the angels surround us instantly. 
and help us to run that interference with the ego. That's lesson 183. And so our experience in this world is we we don't know it many times. People don't know it, but we are the presence of God in this experience of the world. So the world's an illusion, and we can see it correctly or we can see it incorrectly. So the infinite mind of God does not live in that space of interpretation, making, meaning, the whole ego thought system. But the ego is not a personality. It can operate in our personality, but the ego has no power of its own. There's really only the one power, and it's God, it's love. Love and God, synonymous. So the power of love operating in our mind is our healer. And we can take our the power of love operating in our mind, in our awareness, that God power, and we can invest it in wrong thinking, attack thoughts, attacking ourselves and others, or we can invest it in doing something constructive. So we can be constructive or deconstructive, and that's up to us. There's our free will choice. Now, one of the questions that I got and why I'm doing this topic today is, what about manifesting parking spaces? What about things like that? Does God do that? Well, here again, what I would say is, I think it's vital, I feel it's vital, for us to recognize we are not separate from God. That our mind is the mind of God. We are inextricably joined with God now and forever. Infinite God beings. That's what we are. So, does God manifest parking spaces for us? Or do we manifest them for ourselves? Because we are operating in the infinite mind of God. What is very obvious to see is that what we think about, we bring about. As Jesus said, it is done unto you as you believe. So where we place our attention, which is our God power, then we are going to manifest and demonstrate according to what we are focused on. So what this brought this up was I had written a blog this week. I write a daily inspiration, so called it's a blog. And uh, you can subscribe to it. It's totally free every day. I record a new prayer. I call it my daily my prayer for today. And I call the inspiration, my daily shot of spiritual espresso, and uh, comes in your email. And you can click and pray with me. You can read the inspiration. And so I was writing about, here I am in Vermont, and I'm at a campground, the Sunray Peace Village, and they have camping facilities, and they have a community building with a kitchen in it that I use. I'm not a campfire cook. <laughs> and uh, so this particular day last week, I was intent on having some salmon. That was my uh, wish to have for dinner was some salmon, and I didn't have any. So I knew I was going to have to drive into town about 15 minutes away to the town of Bristol, Vermont, and go to the grocery store and get some salmon. And so I had on my list of things to do that towards the end of the afternoon. And I had, I can't remember now, but I had some class or something that I was doing that evening. And... I 
I basically got to the point of dinner time. I still hadn't driven into town and I knew I have to eat. I have a limited amount of time before I've got this class. So I've got to eat something. I'm not going to get the salmon uh, that I'd been planning on all day. So what else have I got? Well, I'm just going to make a quick meal of uh, cooking up some onions and some eggs and stuff like that. So I went into the kitchen and I started to pull out of the refrigerator what I was going to cook. And there was somebody else in the kitchen. Kathy is her name. And she turned to me and she said, I'm cooking salmon. Would you like some? And I just thought, oh, God, you're so good. So I said, yes, I would love some salmon. Thank you very much. So I made a salad with salmon on it. And she cooked the salmon for me. She even cooked the salmon for me. And she is the presence of God in my life. Every person that I meet is. So God brought me the salmon. God bought the salmon. God cooked the salmon. And God gave it to me. God cleaned the pan in the guise of my sister Kathy. This being that I did not know. Really didn't know her. I'd barely spoken to her, just seen her at the campground. So I was intent. My mind was focused that day. Just a little bit in the background, I'm going to have salmon for dinner. And that I would go into town and get the salmon, which I didn't do. And I didn't have any idea that I wouldn't be able to have the salmon. And I didn't have any attachment to having the salmon. It was just the preference that I had that day. I was just as happy to cook some eggs and make a quick, easy meal of it. No attachment was the key to the manifestation. I didn't need the salmon. I wasn't craving the salmon. The salmon was neutral. But I had my attention and my awareness. I believed I would be having salmon that night, even though I didn't have any salmon. I thought I'd have to go get it, which I didn't mind. I didn't have any particular feelings about that at all. So, because people wonder, well, how do you manifest things in this world? That's how you do it. It's non-attachment. And here's the key, too. I had no idea or thought or belief about not being good enough to have salmon. I had no thought that salmon would not be good for me. I had no thought that I needed it, that I wanted it, that I craved it. I had no attachment to it. And I had no thought that it would be hard to get. I, In my mind, it was easy. Go to the store, purchase it, come back, cook it. No big deal. Think about that. I manifested the thing I desired in a campground from a total stranger who not only gave it to me, but cooked it for me and did it at the exact time that I wished to have it. That's a really specific manifestation. But the keys to that, all of that manifesting in the world, did God do it for me? The infinite mind of God was holding what I was pressing into it, which is, I'd like to have salmon. And I had no obstacles in the way of it, even though I thought I'd have to go to town and get it and cook it. I didn't see those things or feel those things as obstacles. So I remember one time talking about parking spaces because this gentleman asked me about parking spaces. I um, Does God bring us parking spaces? I remember one time uh, my family was in Maine. We were on summer vacation. We were at our house in Maine, and we drove from Deer Isle to um, our, where our house is 
to um, which we rent our house, by the way, you can read about it. It's called Blue Arches. You can find it in Stonington, Maine at um, Airbnb, or you can find it at jenniferhadley.com. There's a link to it from the events page. Anyway, we're all booked up this summer, but there's room in the fall and next year. And Anyway, um, so we were the whole family, my parents, my brother, his wife, four kids. We were all going to Bahaba to go on a whale watch. And as we pulled into town in the whale watch place, it was very crowded, very, very crowded. And my mother said, we'll never find a parking spot. So I said, well, I know we're going to find a parking spot. And we only need one in this whole parking lot. We only need one. And she went, oh, you probably will. You probably will. I know how that goes for you. So... I'll tell you the rest of the story when we come back from the break. (laughs) This is Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'm right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. So uh, to finish my parking story, my mother said, uh, uh, never going to find a parking spot. I said, we're definitely going to find a parking spot. We only need one. And she said, oh, you're probably right, because she she knows I'm a manifester. And of course, we found a parking spot. We didn't have to go around and around we only needed one actually we needed two because we had two cars and we found two i think there were only two at that time but there they were right there waiting for us did god give me the parking spot no it's exactly like with the salmon in my mind i had only the idea that the parking would be available and i wasn't attached to it There's no parking spot here. There'll be another parking spot somewhere else. It's fine. This is my preference, but I have no attachment. Preference without attachment is powerful because there's nothing in this world that's opposed to us, you see. We are the life of God. Everything in this world is for us. Everything works together for our good. There's no exception except in the mind of the ego. So that's the whole key there. No exceptions, no attachment, no belief around it. Just be totally unattached and clear in your mind that the highest and best is unfolding, and that's all that can occur. So if I didn't have salmon, that had to be for my good. If I didn't have a parking spot in that particular lot next to the whale watch place, it had to be for my good. I've missed the plane. It has to be for my good. Everything is working together for my good. There are no exceptions. It's the making exceptions. That's what makes us feel that we're unloved and unlovable. Because we make exceptions. So to God, give me the parking spot. I am the infinite. I'm connected to the infinite. I'm part of it. Inextricably part of it. I manifested the parking spot simply because it was what I wished for. I had no opposition to it. It was part of the plan. It's part of the plan. So A Course in Miracles tells us that the script is already written. And it could have gone, like if I had the same thought as my mother, we're never going to find a parking spot. What would I be wishing for? If I'm driving around looking for a parking spot thinking, we're never going to find a place, we're never going to find a place, we're never going to find a place, what am I wishing for? 
where is my attention? Is it on finding a parking spot? No, it is not. It's on not finding one. So what am I wishing for? I'm wishing not to find it. That's where my attention is. You see, our mind is the mind of God. We hold things in it irresponsibly. You're far too accepting of mind wandering. This is what Jesus tells us. Far too accepting of mind wandering. So, does God heal our body? Well, we are one with God. We're part of God. And the body is a projection of the mind. It's a tool. It's a learning device. These are all things that A Course in Miracles tell us. We are, we experience illness because of our beliefs, our thoughts, and for our best learning. Is sickness always a defense against the truth? This is a valuable question to me. And I remember reading a book about a woman who was, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you the little story part of it. I'm not going to go off into a whole thing about it, but uh, this woman was in her life very angry, selfish, not compassionate, not caring. And there was a spiritual being in her field who wished to give her the gift of opening her heart in love and compassion. So he was born as her child and he was, um, he had some disabilities or was differently abled in ways that were very challenging. And the whole purpose was to give her an instrument to open her heart in compassion to her own child. So this child's physical, mental, emotional challenges were they because his thought system was ego-based, fear-based, or was he actually offering a gift because he was a very masterful, awakened being actively choosing to manifest into that physical situation in order to offer a gift, a great, great gift to someone. It's not for us to judge. That's what I've learned. Let me just focus on my own thoughts and my own thinking. Because I work with many, many people who have all different experiences with illness. And I find that Lesson 25 is one of my favorite lessons, so helpful to me. I do not know what anything is for. So until I'm able to be that masterful that... I can see beyond time and space and know what everything is for. I do not know. So let me not pretend that I know. Let me not make meaning of it. Let me not interpret it. I don't need to interpret it. There's no benefit. And I really look to spirit on a need-to-know basis that if there's something I need to know about this, spirit's going to make it plain. If I don't need to know about it, why occupy my attention with it? It's an expression of love. It's a cry for love. And I could see in that case with that child being um, differently abled that the appearance is a cry for love, but the actuality 
is an expression of love. Right? So the ego is always going to interpret things in a negative way. So if I'm interpreting things in a negative way, then I know for a fact that I am projecting the mind of God into that ego thought system of separation and I don't know what anything is for. I've lost my mind. I'm deep diving in the stinking thinking and it's probably going to upset me and bother me. So I see all the time how easy it is for me to manifest simple things like the salmon, like the parking spot, because I don't have any belief that I'm not worthy of them. I don't have any belief that I can't manifest them or that they're hard. My mom had the idea that the parking spot would be hard, but I didn't. And my simple statement that, no, we will find a parking spot, it's going to be easy, she changed her mind super fast. She was like, well, you're probably right. Usually are about these things. So she completely gave up her thought that uh, immediately, just right away, in the strength of me standing in the light of God, that we could manifest a parking spot. Again, so important to recognize I had no attachment to it, but I was energizing this or something better. And if I hadn't found a parking spot, I would have been just as happy. My happiness does not come from conditions in the world. Sometimes it's delightful. Like right now, I can hear the sound of the birds. It's delightful. And I love it. And there's the chipmunk. <laughs> so, does God give us things in this world? No, there's no, God is not an old man in the sky giving us things and taking away things and punishing us. That's just not how this world works. However, we can look at this world and make up the story that that is how it works. So for me, for a long time, I did feel punished. I was a punisher. I was a complainer. I was a criticizer in my mind. That's how I was using the mind of God. Instead of thinking the thoughts of God, the thoughts of pure perfection and wholeness, freedom and joy, I was thinking the thoughts of punishment. Because I felt like I was attacked all the time. So I was wanting to punish my attackers. What I didn't realize was, just like in those horror movies, I don't know what they are because I don't, Really, I don't, that's not a genre of movies that I'm into. Um, but it's that thing of when the call is coming from inside the house, the attack is coming from inside my own awareness. And I'm projecting it out so that I can feel like a victim. I'm a victim of the world I see. I am not a victim of the world I see. Now, one of the things in Finding Freedom in Masterful Living in my courses. One of the reasons why people have so much healing in these courses is I really walk with them and support them in doing what I call proving God. Proving God. And we can really easily begin to prove God in the most delightful ways. So just in Masterful Living class yesterday, someone was sharing that they wrote the forgiveness letter to themselves about this person in their life, and things immediately miraculously shifted in that relationship. If I've heard that one time, I've heard it a thousand times for sure. So that's why I offer my How to Get Over It free forgiveness workshop right on the homepage of Jennifer Hadley. And uh, also, by the way, 
I'll just mention, I'll do a little commercial here for the a couple of the things at livingacourseofmiracles.com. So all the archive of all the episodes of this broadcast, so this is number 352. So all of the episodes are at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Of course, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And uh, at livingacourseofmiracles.com, we also have the transcripts. So we're transcribing all of the episodes. And we've got quite a few of them transcribed already and more are coming all the time. We do a few each week. And those are free for downloading. And you can get all the episodes there. One nice feature, too, at the livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio is you can also search in there. So you can do a search for guilt or, or shame or whatever topic that you're interested in. You can go right there. And I believe there's a form you can fill out there if you'd like to request a topic. If you would like to request a topic, you can do it at admin at jenniferhadley.com. Always happy to address a topic. Email admin, A-D-M-I-N, at jenniferhadley.com with your requests. Uh, also, I'll just mention that at livingacourseofmiracles.com, we have a, a number of different things you can do for free uh, or for low cost. So I already said the Living A Course of Miracles classes. We have the text messages, inspirational text messages. We have the um, uh, app, Course of Miracles app, which is a free app for your iPhone or your iPad or your Android devices. Plus there's study group support there. There's a ton of free stuff there at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Uh, you can list your study group there. I and I hope you will. So lots and lots of good stuff there. Uh, I encourage you to take advantage of it. Also at jenniferhadley.com, a ton of stuff there. One of the things that I feel is so, so important is to let people know that because our mind is the mind of God, there's no opposition, really. If we can hold in our mind the highest and best for anyone is the highest and best for everyone, and certainly the highest and best for me. Always that. Yes. Uh, I just want to send a, a quick message here. Um. So, but we have in our mind that things will be difficult, that things, that God doesn't love us, that God is punishing us. And of course, if this is what we're holding in our mind, what would we like to see proof of? You know, the ego always wishes to be right, always wishes to make someone wrong. It's in that constant separation mode. It's a thought system. The ego can act inside our personality, or so it seems, but the ego has no volition of its own. The ego doesn't make choices. But when we invest our energy in the ego thought system, The ego seems to be alive. I I really feel spirit is pushing me to understand this all the time, all the time, and to say it over and over again, because I, I hear even myself sometimes saying the ego wants this or that or 
and and it's we we must get ourselves out of that mindset. And how do we do that? We just keep giving the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting of figuring it out. So I messaged my assistant and I asked her, um, you know how you can use your phone to text a number or a word rather to a particular number to find something out. If you're interested in these inspired text messages, um, it's just a couple dollars a month if you're interested. In, we have A Course in Miracles messages, and we have uh, Jennifer Hadley messages. And they they come once a day. You can sign up for either, and then you would get one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Uh, and we mix it up different times uh, according to your time zone. And people really, really like it. it. It They often tell me, oh, it came at exactly the right moment. So if you're interested in signing up for those, text the word MIRACLE to the number 35227. 35227. Text the word MIRACLE to 35227, and you can sign up for those text messages. And... Um, it's just we're just basically offering it at cost, and uh, it's a wonderful. It's a fun gift. It's also something that you could give as a gift to someone else that you'd like to support and love. Just listening to spirit here. Hmm. I feel it's so important to prove God and to prove that the infinite mind of God is always listening, always responding, always available. And that as Jesus tells us in the Course, he's always with us. The Holy Spirit is always with us. We're never left on our own. (laughs) It's not even possible for us to be alone, but we can feel alone. And one thing I know absolutely is that, uh, as Jesus talks about in the Course, the angels are so responsive and so helpful to us. In fact, I did an episode of this broadcast in, in, um, I want to say it was early December 2012 or 13. I think it was 2012 and with uh lorna byrne was my guest b-y-r-n-e she wrote the book angels in my hair and she's written quite a few books with her uh stories from the angels her messages from the angels i love lorna byrne and she's got um beautiful beautiful support for us and understanding how present the angels are to us and that we're all surrounded by angels and i asked her is the uh what people call the guardian angel what she calls the guardian angel really that i am presence that higher holy spirit self and she said yes and so that that higher self that guardian angel is always with us, always operating. Rather than trying to figure things out on a personality level, like how do I manifest this? How do I manifest that? No, just Holy Spirit, I'd like to have a salmon for dinner. I'd like to have a parking space. I'd like to have a complete healing in my body. People ask me all the time, will you pray for me, which I do, and one of the, I don't usually ask this question, but because I don't like to be confrontive to people unless they're really up for that, and that's what will help them, but my question sometimes arises, will you accept the prayer? Will you allow the prayer? Or do you have a thought that you're so attached to that you can't accept the answered prayer? 
we're I, I did a show a couple of years ago about being miracle minded that people really liked. So the miracle is when we have a shift in our awareness. That's what Jesus tells us in the course. And that's how we manifest things. We give up the idea that we can't have it, that we don't deserve it, that it's hard to get. My mother was so helpful to me in part because she would say things like, I know you can do it, honey. It's going to be really hard, but I know you can do it. And I reached a, a, a level in my awareness and opening in my awareness where I realized, oh, I've been operating with that thought forever. It's going to be hard, but I can do it. And so I just said, I don't want it to be hard anymore. I'd like it to be easy. Spirit, show me how. Show it to me. Teach me how to make it be easy and graceful, peaceful and harmonious. No more battles. I'd like to live above the battleground. Keep my mind above the battleground. And we can. This I know for sure. I'd like to say a special thank you to all the people who donate to make it possible for us to transcribe, to make it possible for us to offer low-cost text messages and free apps and free classes and free study group support and the study group map and all the things that we offer for free. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to the people who donate so that uh, we can keep our programs low cost. So John Mundy and I are doing three teacher training, teacher minister trainings. They're three separate retreats, but they're back-to-back, so people can come to one, two, or three of them. And they are in Scottsdale, Arizona in August 16th to the 26th. So the first one is how to write spiritual inspiration. John and I are experts at it. I've written thousands of blogs, and he has written uh, so many books, so many articles. I've written so many articles. And uh, then the second one is teaching how to, to design and offer a workshop, to lead a workshop, including how to do my Forgive and Be Free workshop. I'd love to certify you to offer my Forgive and Be Free workshop everywhere. It's a powerful way that you can be of service. And then the third one is inspired speaking. I know if you're interested, you'll find out the details at jenniferhadley.com. We are blessed. We partner up with the Holy Spirit to allow all the healing. We are grateful and thankful to let it be. We know it's done and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Have a blessed rest of your week. Mwah!